I never told no one that My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up So I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like Who do you think you are? You know what? I gotta say I love this song But more importantly I hope you love the new changes I've started to introduce a little bit Talk about about my guest My guest here Jefferson Rogers, Jefferson K. Rogers, his story, our podcast, but a little backstory. A very successful man who overcame addiction, overcame obstacles, actually started to believe in himself, started to push past his comfort zone, Was is married to Shandell, an amazing woman who always believed in him. No matter what, even during all the addiction, what a great story. What a great love story. Building an empire together. And we discuss everything from mentorship and from coaches. Yes, I'm a business coach. I'm here to condense time. I'm here so you don't have to struggle if you're a business owner, or even personal development. I'm here because deep down inside, I believe that inside of you is a rock star, is a very highly confident person, is a person that can close more deals, is a high person of interest, a person that's determined. Now, the other version of you is what you currently are. My job is to get both to be mirror images or close to being as mirror images as possible. This is your life. This is your destiny. This is your, we are only here short term. But yes, Jefferson Rogers, I love him. Push past my comfort zone. He's a guy that's called me out on my stuff plenty of times. Yeah. I did the first 75 day hard challenge by Andy Frisola because Jefferson Rogers called me out on that. You need people to call you out. You need somebody to hold you accountable. You need somebody that can push you. Yeah, if you believe in I'm that guy, book a free call. What's the worst that can happen? I believe in you. You need to start believing in yourself. You need to start believing in your dreams. You are a rock star. Now let's go listen to that episode. It's one of my favorite episodes with one of my favorite guests. Be amazing. Be epic. Love yourself. You deserve it. Ask yourself better questions. Ask yourself, what if it did work? All righty, everybody. Another day, another episode of my favorite podcast. Yeah, I'm a little biased. It's my own podcast. What if it did work? This time around, I'm interviewing somebody from my past. Somebody, he probably, well, you weren't paying attention. Dude, you're like my role model. The reason why I did 75 hard was because of you. I, I Awesome. I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you first. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about everything. But yeah, dude, you, you're, you're probably one of the reasons why I kept on another year with with one of our mentors, but here's he, here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Jefferson K. Rogers, the founder and CEO of JKR Windows, and its first four years as a company, listen to this, JKR Windows brought in over $35 million in revenue and grew to nearly 100 employees. Jefferson achieved success after overcoming a two-decade-long struggle with alcoholism and addiction. He's a sought-after business consultant. Speaker, coach, also a proud husband and father, an amazing wife. They're building an empire together. I know both of them. Jefferson's book, All In, Get Unstuck, Accelerate, and Go Further Faster, will be launched in the spring of 2023. Welcome, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That was amazing. I've heard that thing so many times, but from people that I know, it just comes out different, dude. Thank you so much. Well, because we have a relationship, you know, it's not like you're on somebody's podcast, you know, they, they read the one sheet and they're like, okay. And then that's it. I mean, we've, we traveled together. We we've been at big rooms together. We've been at 10 X 
we've we've been at Napa. Neither one of us drank any wine at Napa. It was probably the only time a couple guys did not drink wine. <laughs> I know. I still had a great time though. Dude, it was my first time. I, I literally didn't think it was so beautiful because I was just always focused on it's wine country. I, I'm not. I don't drink wine. I've actually. I've, I've come close to being an alcoholic, going to school in Louisiana and all that. But I've always I towed the line. But for some odd reason, wine was never. I just hate grapes. So. <laughs> You know, like for me, wine was just another alcohol that got me fucked up. <laughs> and I would drink it straight out of the box. Just turn the knob on and just. Uh, uh, uh. So, so then when you had that addiction, you weren't one of those bougie. It had to be something expensive. You could drink it out of a box. Oh. Screw, screw off. Anything, man. My favorite alcohol was just free alcohol. And my wife hated that because she couldn't keep anything in the house. I'd drink everything. But what was the turning point in that? Like, when was it enough's enough? I need to quit this bullshit. You know what? I had a really interesting experience in 2017 where I, I drank all day. I started in the morning golfing, went to a concert that night to celebrate my, my brother's anniversary. And they invited us and I was a shit show. Dude, it was embarrassing. I was, I was talking in cursive and I got in an argument with my wife. And I was, I was an angry drunk and I was, you know, I wasn't really rude or arrogant to anybody else except for my wife, just because, you know, I was the most comfortable with her. And, you know, we'd been around each other for years and I would just talk shit and I was just such an asshole. And that night I got in a, a fight on the way out to the parking lot for no reason. Maybe there was a reason, but I was too drunk to remember what it was. And I headbutted this guy. And knocked him out. And I thought I killed him. Like his arms went up in the air and his girlfriend's screaming bloody murder. She scared the heck out of her. And then I drove away in my car, just, you know, seeing, seeing double. And I'm glad I didn't kill anybody. I'm glad I didn't wreck my car, but I, I did get a, an assault charge, got my car impounded and I, I ran from the police. So they never caught me and get, I never got DUI or anything like that, but it was, it was just, I'd done so many of those things. I could go on and on and on about all the stories of me getting drunk and being an idiot. And I was just tired of it. I didn't want to be that anymore. I felt all the shame and this guilt. And, this, you know, it was just like this, this story that was kind of funny. And I just joked it off because, you know, I had to, but I didn't want that to be my story anymore. I wanted to change who I was and I wanted to be a success. I wanted to be talking about successes instead of these stupid, silly drunk stories. And so finally it was, you know, enough was enough. I'd done it for enough years that I was tired of it. I knew it wasn't me. I knew it didn't align with who I wanted to be for myself, who I knew I was capable of being and who I wanted to be for my, my kids and my wife. And I, I finally just made a change and, and it just happened to be that Grant Cardone was the person that had the story that was inspiring, that had come from a similar background with addiction and overcame and built a successful business and family. And it's like, if that freaking guy can do it, this rough and tumble freaking guy from Louisiana with an accent and they're nothing special about that guy. He's just working his ass off to do special things for his family. I know that I can do it. And, you know, five years later, there's a lot that's happened. Well, you were like a functioning alcoholic, though. You were already creating massive sales in your company, right? So, yeah, I mean, it was still average and ordinary sales. I was the top salesman in that company in a, a group of people that were average and ordinary. And the, the last two months that I was there, as I was getting involved in this mentor program with Cardone and turning up my activity and I was sober, I had the best two months that I'd ever had. And I just started to tap into what was possible for me if I could focus and, and channel all of this addictive energy into a different direction than destructive behaviors. You know, and, and this comes back to, it, it wasn't until you, we actually had a heart to heart conversation because I remember we were in Nashville yeah. after an event, everybody's getting hammered. I know I'm drinking and I know 
you, I knew you were doing 75 hard. So I'm like, oh, this guy, because, you know, there's always an excuse on why you can't do things because, oh, I can't. Uh, I remember I called you out that night, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, I'm just waiting for the perfect opportunity. You know, the typical bullshit story we all, you know, where anybody wants to lose weight or stop an addiction or stop anything any negative behavior that, you know, pushes us backwards, it's always like there's an, oh, but, 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 you know, we're, we're here for a year and, you know, going to Nashville and then there's Broadway and then there's this and then there's Chris, you know, there's always something. Mm-hmm. And, and you flat out said, dude, quit the bullshit. And, and that's why I was like, wow. <laughs> I, <just met laughs> and, I said that. Yeah, dude. And, and it was like, and then you you told me you know you you it, it was easier for you be, none of that's easy but you know the the not drinking and it's it's funny because i had the i every, those words that you told me whenever somebody's like whenever i cuz i just finished doing another one last month and people, well i i can't do it because i'm going to vegas or i'm going here i'm going same words you say quit the bullshit Mm -hmm. i'm like if you want it bad enough you'll make it a must i'm like i've gone to vegas plenty of times did 10x zero alcohol i've I've been the murph i've been to nashville dude you can have fun in fact i don't need to drink in fact whenever you know, being with a woman that has to go out and drink two or three drinks, it's always to me, it's like, shit, do you really need to get drunk to, to hang out with me? Is it me? But, you know, it's always a, a crutch. But that, that's, the, that's the reason why people aren't successful, because there, there's always an excuse, right? 100%. Yep. Because you said it best, because everybody knows Grant Cardone's story. He, he, you know, everybody, all wealthy people are born wealthy. Single, single mom, dad died when he was like nine, 10, battled addiction for like 20 years, got his shit together. You know, everybody sees the, you know, the fancy, the rolls and every other car that he has and and the Malibu place and the helicopters. But no, man, it, it didn't start that way. You know, everybody always sees the finished product. Everybody always sees... Jefferson and says, you know, you're, you're great at sales. You're great as an entrepreneur. You must've been born that way, but it's not, man. It's just hard work, right? Being stubborn. It is. Yep. I had to, I had to build this life, build it from scratch. And I started from a pretty rough place. I just decided that those things that had been tolerated in my life were no longer going to be tolerated. I was sick and tired of that shit going paycheck to paycheck, not being able to provide my wife and my kids the type of lifestyle that I'd promised I was going to provide. And I was just wasting time, wasting my opportunities, wasting my potential. And I was seeing other people do it. It's like, realistically, I know a ton of people outside of Grant Cardone that have very similar stories. There's nothing special about them. They were just willing to do the things that other people weren't willing to do for long enough for them to see that level of success. And I know it's possible for me. And now I've been able to tap into it and just put some targets in front of me and write my goals down and stay focused, disciplined, and keep developing new and better habits. And the trajectory of life is under 100% your control. Well, an entrepreneur, you have to do things or, or just that mindset, sales, that entrepreneurial mindset. Do You do things that other people won't at any time when your assistant's like oh it's friday okay she knew i'm you know it's 6 p.m here oh my gosh it had to get done i don't care she could have said okay midnight and and believe it or not i believe it or not i've 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 done a podcast taping at midnight because uh a power couple they had kids late it was it was nine o'clock their time and i'm like that's fine that's an entrepreneur right Yep. You you've heard so many. Oh man, work weekends, or, or you know, work your birthday. It's like, 
are, are we eight? Are we going to Chuck E. Cheese or are we going to Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, right? What's when, when people have asked me if I worked on, on my birthday, I'm like, uh, I'm an adult, you know, I, that you you have responsibilities and like what you said yeah. if if people don't want to find success for themselves they don't want to change their trajectory their legacy take a look at your significant other take a look at your kids you know I, I, that that's that's what got me over the hump you know we we all have that story that come to jesus that's like you know it's now or never and all, I, i'm sure Something that drives you is you don't want to definitely don't want to fucking work for someone else because because once once you work for yourself and back to having somebody under their thumb, it's like no way. Some people aren't meant for those types of circumstances. I I didn't have a ton of jobs, but the jobs that I did have, for one, I never got one job that I applied for. I've had an interesting career. I never got one job that I applied for. So every job that I did have was either a, a recommendation or a family member because I got great work ethic and people would vouch for me. But then I also got this attitude and this problem with authority. And every job that I ever had, I got fired from. So I did not have a good track record. And I, you know, when you're writing your resume and stuff, it's like, oh boy, I hope they don't call this person. Exactly, exactly. You're, you're like, oh shit. And, and and the to me, I've always I've always had that mindset, even in my early twenties. Was like, this is my boss. I'm fucking smarter than this guy. And, yeah, you know, or, I, I tried like, to be respectful, but it was it was hard to overlook the differences in where we were at in our development. And they just had this position, and I didn't. And I, but I had to answer them and I, I didn't. Or, or I didn't the, don't off. question, just do it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but there's better, smarter, faster ways of getting it. Don't, uh, don't ask, don't tell, don't talk, just do it. And, and to me, it was always like, you know, maybe, maybe we're, we're born, our, our mindset's different, our wiring's different. But to me, I've always been like, but why? And, and you know that that's why people always ask me why did I never go into the military? Because even as an officer, I would still have to listen to a million people above me saying, yeah. "Just do it." And, and you know, being an entrepreneur, you're always gonna. But here, let me find a better way. Let me scale. Let me do this. It's like when people you know, with with the military that there's always somebody walking around. You know the in the middle of the night and you take shifts to me, it's always like, that's stupid. Why don't they just fucking pay? You know, if, if we, if they can pay for $10,000 for a wrench, just fucking wire, you know, a fire alarm and nobody has to do that, you know, but, but that, that, that's the, uh, that, that's our mindset because we're not, we're not designed. Hey, go sit over there and shut up. But some people are, and that's fine. The, the number one thing, let's see if you, you might agree with this. Not everybody's designed to be an entrepreneur, uh, we, no, right? Not even close. But, you know, there's, there's that bullshit belief that everybody and anybody, and there's so many people, I'm like, dude, don't do it. Don't do it. But, you know, they, they, they drink the Kool-Aid and they're like, oh, I'm doing this because I want less I want to work less. Yeah. I want more free time. I think that's the biggest misconception about entrepreneurship is that it's just this flashy thing. And with social media, it's become even more flashy and more sought after. But what people don't realize is that all of the habits and behaviors and, and the things that they've done in their past experiences are going to be the same things that lead them in what they perspective pursue in the future. So if you're going after your own business, now you've got to have more discipline than you've ever had. You got to develop new habits. You got to work more hours than you ever had before. And not a lot of people put the thought into that. And neither did I, when I started, I didn't realize all the work that was going to go into it, but luckily I had had some of these things just naturally. 
And I, I never realized it until I looked back and reflected on my past history working for other companies that it was leading me down this path of entrepreneurship. And I was born to be an entrepreneur and to have my own business and to be a leader. But man, I sure didn't know what I was getting into when I started because I was I wanted so bad to be able to succeed. And for me in the beginning, that was 18 to 20 hour days doing a lot of stuff and having to figure it out for the first time and without any experience, but never, ever, ever was it an option for me to quit or to give up or to not figure out the answer to these questions that I had. And it's translated big time for me, but not everybody has it like I have it and can come from a, a corporate background and having worked for somebody else my entire life and just flip a switch. And all of a sudden I'm ready to turn it on did $1.2 million in sales my first year, 2.2 the second year, 10 million, 14 million. And it's just been this upward trajectory that it seems flashy. Like I got this shiny studio and I drive a brand new truck and you know I got this great house and great relationships with my wife and kids. And from the outside looking in, people don't know. The people that don't know my past, they don't know the shit that I had to do to earn this to be able to create enough value for my experience and the reps and all the failures and the, the pivots and the evolution to get to this point. And when it does come out, it's, you're right. You said it in the beginning, it's like, it seems like Jefferson just has it so put together. He's just blessed. Motherfucker. I am not blessed. I had to work for everything that I've got. But, but the best part about it is you talk about social media and so many people you know, post that bullshit. Hey, I was mowing lawns just 30 days ago and now I'm I'm living in La Jolla and I, I'm I'm skiing in Deer Valley and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And people buy into it. But your social media is you're like the ghost of Christmas future and ghost of Christmas present. You just lay out 100 percent real. And it's like you you do know a lot of people hate the truth, right? That's they, right. They want to be fed bullshit. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever had anybody tell you, dude, you're, you're like, you're too harsh or why, why are you talking about working hard or, or working on a consistent basis for a long time? It is, you know, and, and I think that there is no matter what you do, you're going to have people that love you and you're going to have people that hate you. And my, my opinions are pretty cut and dry. You know, I'm, I'm continuing to evolve and my paradigms change. My, my, my opinions change my perspective because I'm continually growing and I'm putting myself in these new circumstances and, and proximity to, to people that have experienced things at a much higher level to me. So it continues to change, but also I've, I've had a journey that's very distinct in how I got to this point. And I don't want to pull any punches with people. And it may not be that, you know, the, the main way to like make money on social media. I'm not concerned about anything. I don't make money on social media. I do it because this is how I started. This is how I first got the awareness was having somebody that had a story that was relatable and they were uh, vulnerable enough to tell it how it was. And that there is, there is no secret sauce here. There's no freaking shortcuts. You're going to have to do it just like I did it, or some variation of the way that I did it. If you ever want it to become a reality. Because there's a very small percentage of people that just have, you know, they luck out on some small investment that turns into millions or something like that. You're going to have to develop the skills. You're going to have to put in the hours. You're going to have to become an expert. And there is no shortcuts to becoming an expert. You know, one of the things you just said, though, is vulnerability. Why is that seen as such a bad thing? Why do people want to just feed bullshit? And you know, people yeah. would rather hear, right? People would rather hear like the Ty Lopez. Because I, I mean, I, I did a mentorship with them for a year, you know, flashy. That doesn't really go deep. But but yet if somebody's like, hey, you know what? I was living in my car or, you know, you, you said it best. You felt like you almost killed a guy. You know, you were tired of just fucking getting. Mm -hmm. That required vulnerability because. That required you saying you were human and you made mistakes. I don't know why that's such a bad thing. Now, playing victims, 
something different. People love to do that. But when it comes to just being honest and open and saying, yes, I'm fuck up. Because the victim is easy, man. Hey, it it's Jefferson's fault for not hiring me. It's I was born on the wrong side. Sign my my mommy and daddy, even though, you know, I'm an adult, I want to blame them because it's so much easier to blame than go, hey, I hit rock bottom, but I got up. Yeah. I mean, I, I love those stories because, you know, all of us have a story that we've overcome, but we use that story to inspire. You use that story to motivate. You've never told people you could have easily been just the drunk that got by, you, you know, you, you, your family loves you. They, they would have put up with it because I, I, your, your wife's an amazing woman. Uh, she put up with it for all those years. So she still would have put up with it. And that could have been your story. Yeah. Instead you fucking snapped out of it and that's it. And you talk about it. We talk about our past. Because we don't live there. It's, hey, this is where we came from, yeah. but that's not where we're at. And it, it can be just like Cardone's story to me was inspiration to help me believe that different things were possible for me. That's what my social media is built around. That's what my book is built around. I actually just finished my, uh, my manuscript today, bro. You got yours out just like that. It took me a lot longer. But manuscript finished. The book is coming out. I'm so excited for everybody to read this thing because it's all the the principles, the methodology that I use to go from being a drunk and almost throwing it all away to to now running a business that's done over $45 million in revenue and having millions of dollars in investments and having friends and met incredible people all over the world. And it happened just like that in a period of five years. And, you know, one of the main things I think that I just picked up from what you were just saying about the the social media is that there's so many people that are just focused on the exposure and the likes and the, the engagement and all these, you know, these terms for social media. And, you know, I could have taken that approach. You know, there's a lot of people that I know that do, and they, they get all flashy and they show off their cars or they do goofy shit to just get more attention. For me, it's about adding value. I want to. I want to make an impact. I want to be part of people's stories. I want to be an inspiration. I want to help people build belief that they can come from a place that's not all that flashy, and a place from, you know, at the bottom, rock bottom. And once you make a decision, you can start to put things in place for yourself and make an incredible life and change people's lives and do the same thing that I have. And now go, you know, close to 100 people and all these people that work for me, I'm a part of their story for the rest of their lives. And that fires me up to then each one of those people that I've impacted get to go impact other people's lives. And it all started with a, you know, a podcast or a story or a book, just like this interaction that we're having right now that inspired me to do it all. But, you know, the thing, hashtag winning, hashtag influencer i tell people this all the time you don't need the the millions of people you don't need the kudos the cyber hugs i said jesus christ only had 12 12 followers he changed the world you you don't you don't all you need to do why don't you change yourself why don't you focus on your family then once you focus on your family expand expand focus if if you're an entrepreneur, be a leader, not be a boss. Lead, inspire, have them grow, have them lead your company into prosperity, and then go from there. But what's the point in have what what can I honestly say my life is if it's just based on likes? You know, I can have somebody throw a pie in my face, somebody kick me in the ha ha, you know two hot chicks bouncing you know behind me and, and we throw it up and we get all these views but what's that going to do at the end of the day man to me be in service like what you said you want to impact people's lives a lot of people have it the other way around you know let let's let's go go to Vegas go on the strip let let's rent a Lambo let's tear it up 
Let's do video after video. We'll hire a professional photographer. Hashtag winning. We'll get followers. And we'll just do bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not all that conducive for a a fulfilling, impactful life. And and I was a guy that just chased money. That thought money was happiness. And, you know... When when you chase money and that's it, and you have there, there's no fulfillment. Anybody can hit, you know, success is just you show up, you you're stubborn, you keep on doing the work, you get up when you fall and you keep on. We can all walk, we can all run because you know, we were stubborn little kids, little toddlers, and we wanted to do that. That's the same thing. You want to be an entrepreneur, do it. You did that. Because that was inside you. You wanted it. You wanted success like it was your next breath of air. And that's what success is. People don't, don't you know, people are waiting on, well, maybe, maybe Jefferson's book is going to get me off my ass. Jefferson's book can inspire. You can show people. But ultimately, there's no book. There's no 10X, my book, your book. Awaken the giant within. None of that's going to get somebody off the couch. Yeah. That's going to happen from within, man. Yep. 100%. Oh, that shitty work. It is a part of my story, that inspiration that I got from that man. You know, I could could never thank him enough because it is, it's just part of my story. I I believe it to be true. Oh, I, it's, it's such. It, an important thing for me to put content out and to continue to develop my communication skills and get on all different platforms, write a book because I want to be that for people. And it may just be, you're still going to have to do the effing work, but sometimes we need a little kick in the ass. We need a little inspiration. Yeah. We need to have some belief injected into us that something else is possible than this mediocre bullshit that I've been doing to myself. Well, dude, I, I, we're, we're we're kindred spirits. I feel that same way about GC, Uncle G, Grant Cardone, and Anthony Robbins. For the longest time, if somebody took a shot at either or, or told me that it was bullshit, like it would be like almost fighting words. They'd be like, fuck you, man. What do you mean? And, and it's funny because I, I remember like, you know, we're, we're in, in the Murph, in the Lodge. Yeah. And coach is like, yeah, Anthony Robbins th- did all his stuff, did nothing for me. I felt like saying, motherfucker, that guy's selling out arenas 40 years later. Don't tell me he doesn't he doesn't do the work or or that he doesn't create change because you have people from all over the world that are suicidal or, or you know their last dollar. Dude, that's what I love about 10X, man. Of all those things, you have people up in the rafters buying the cheap seats with their last dollar in the hopes of. I'm tired of eating shit. I need to win like my next breath of air. I love those stories, man. Me too. Yep. We, we've got an opportunity to be a part of people's stories like that. You know, not everybody's exactly. going to make it as big as Cardone or, or Tony Robbins. Well, dude, you, you'll agree with this. When, when people say, well, you know, you're not going to be the next Anthony Robbins. You're, you're not going to be the next Grant Cardone or Brendan Burchard, or whomever, Trent Shelton. I'm like, man, I just want to be the best version of myself. You know, the world doesn't need another carbon copy of anybody. And that's why that, that's why I, lo- I love you too, because, you know, some people drink the Kool-Aid and just want to be and sound like, like the person that they follow. Whenever I hear somebody, oh, you can't make money on stocks. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy's a fucking Cardone. This guy drank the Kool-Aid, you know, producing big 10 ads, too. It's like, no, man, there's multiple ways of becoming wealthy. You know, there's multiple ways of becoming successful. Yeah. Pick and choose, but don't don't get somebody's parrot, you know, create create your own sound advice. You know, that, yeah, I. I'm 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 a Cardone licensee, but yes, I might throw down a post or something that he said or a quote. But I do things my own way because I'm my own guy. Yep. You know, it, 
wh- why are they going to pay to talk to me or or consult me when they can just see the man? You know, and, and that's the way I, I I look at it. And you know, I can't. When when do you think the book's going to come out? Because you know, I'm going to buy it. I, I I love reading great material. I don't I don't read that fiction bullshit. Yeah. I've never I can't recall the last like bullshit book that that I picked up to read. You know what I found is it's good to mix it up. I spent so many years just reading book after book after book, all of the personal development books. I started in the last year. I read The Alchemist. Yeah, but dude, that's that's personal development. Yeah, which is personal development. But I was so into that story. I read that book in like two days, fastest I've ever read a book. Dude, I I love that story. I love parables, man. Yeah, Uh, Ken Blanchard, Uh, another guy that in parables. Does Ken Blanchard do them? Um, Not like that. Not like that. But there's another one. Andy Andrews is incredible. Also, the Traveler's Gift. If you haven't read that one, you got to read that one. But that got me reading these books that were more stories. And I was like, I love these stories. And I read them so fast. So what I started doing was, you know, picking up these books and I, I get them off thrift books. So shout out to thrift books for being so economical. I can buy five books for the price of one book on Amazon. But I, I started buying, like I bought three or four Indiana Jones books and absolutely love reading and I've got three books that I'm reading right now. So I've got an audio book. I've got a, a book on my nightstand that I read before I go to bed. It's Indiana Jones book. And I'm actually reading four books because I just started uh, How to Be a Badass with Money. And then You Squared is another one that Bob Proctor recommended. that I Oh, read. I love How to Be a Badass with Money. Jen yeah. Shinchero? Yeah. yeah. So I'm reading four books right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm as ADD as they come. But... The uh, just t- going back to fiction books, it's good to mix it up every now and then. Well, with me, the reason why is I, I just have a bad taste because I remember like one of those, oh, I read every day. Like, you know, when they say you have, but it was never because I would just go to a, a Barnes and Noble or Borders or Walden's yes. back in the day and just buy like Stephen King and all this. And okay. I, I, I went out for an interview. This was like literally, I, I just met my ex-wife millie and we're dating and the guy asked me it was like the fifth um interview this was like the last interview to get hired it it was for raymond james going to be based out of tampa work here and he's like name me two of your favorite business or personal development books uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't answer it. And, and he asked me that question. It was like, I, I could, because I, I had, I, I had zero training. I didn't know who Zig Ziglar was. I didn't know who Jim Rohn, Anthony Robbins, yep. that, 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 that question right there led me, you know, everything happens for a reason, but yeah, I was just like, you know, a deer with the headlights and not that that moment I'm like, okay, let me get into personal development. Really what got me into personal development was an Anthony's um, coach came. Uh, I was working for Edward Jones, regional meetings. Like, hey, you want record sales? Do you want to, you know, 30% more in sales? You want to be a better salesperson? We're having a two for one. Well, Millie was into Anthony Robbins. So being the hero, I'm like, two for one. And, you know, I, I, the first question I asked her after I bought him, like, what's he going to do? Is he going to make me cry? And like, you know, five minutes later, I'm in a room, an arena full of strangers. I'm like frigging bawling my eyes off. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah. And it's interesting how all these years later, you can remember those emotional experiences that got you introduced to something that changed your life. Oh, but, but yeah, dude, because I, I was the one living like with all that anger, resentment, like so many people, you know, hating on, you know, being angry with my mom, being angry with you know, the, the type of person that, you know, if you cut me off, oh my gosh, my fucking day's ruined. That guy cut me off. That scumbag. He he meant, he or she meant to do that on purpose. So yeah, yeah, man. And, um, oh, you know, if, 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 if mom and dad never got divorced, I'd be a rock star. And you, you, you know, the, just the bullshit stories. Yep. We've heard rock. lots of them. 
but you know what's interesting is the successful people, they all have those stories too. They just chose to use them as fuel for the fire and like use those lessons and the experiences and the way that they felt as fire to be able to make a change in their life. And they never want to make people feel like that again. They want to be a different type of dad. They want to have a different experience in business. And they use those experiences just like I did. Like the reason I am the way that I am are because of all these things that happened throughout my life. And I had a great upbringing, great parents, but they split up when I was 10 and they were at each other's throats my entire life. They still don't get along all that well. And it's just really interesting to me. And I, I made commitments to my wife right from the beginning that there's some of these things that I've learned throughout my life that I never want to duplicate. And we're committed together forever. No matter how shitty it gets, we're committed, 100% committed. She's 100%. I'm 100%. And she's put in a lot of effort to get this far, but you've got to use those as fuel for the fire. Don't ever use them as an excuse. When you start to hear the excuses come out, the justifications, and you're starting to draw on the past and be a victim, it's good to recognize it. Like recognize this is this is holding me back. I was doing some of that too. I was an act. I was using excuses. I was justifying my behavior. I was playing the victim card. But I, what I did was I recognized it. I made the changes and I started flipping that on its head and using it as fuel instead. Here's a question. I'd, I'd love to have your opinion on this. Why is it though the majority of people, when they're stuck, when they're in that valley, they stay there? You know, what I'm starting to find out is that guilt and shame are a couple of things that people don't know what to do with. It's just like the, the victim mentality and drawing on these past experiences to keep you stuck. It's sometimes like you've, you've got this self-sabotage going on and this guilt and shame from doing some questionable shit in your life that then you just let keep you stuck. We, we all know people that are there and they talk about it. And if you spend any significant amount of time with them, you can see why they're stuck where they're at because they talk about it all the time and they just continue to manifest more bullshit in their life. So the, the important thing is that you, if you are that person that you recognize, you start to become more aware, self-awareness about the things that you talk to yourself about, the self-sabotage, the negative thoughts, your attitude about things, you know, just like driving down the road and somebody cuts you off or, or driving slow. And then as you're driving by, you're flipping them off. And those are all <laughs> things that I started to recognize that I had. It's like, God, that didn't feel very good. It isn't a very good example to my wife and kids. I don't ever want to make them give them that impression that I don't love people and that I'm not a happy person and that I'm not going to be a good example to them. And I just recognize these things along the way. And I think that's what separates the greats from the people that end up average and ordinary is they're self-aware and they start to recognize and make the little adjustments along the way, just little tiny little minuscule adjustments that lead to better and better and better circumstances. The one thing that you should, you'll be grateful about staying married, committed a hundred percent. If you want to know about shame and guilt, date people, date women at, at our age, divorce too. And all they'll do, majority of women I ever went out with mm -hmm. after being divorced, they want to replay. It's like, okay, I, I got your, your biography. I can write it now. I know, I know you know, I, I'm a, I can write. But they, they still live there. They have to talk about the guy. Literally, it's like. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And it's like, your life won't change until you let go of that. Yeah. Let go of that story. Let go. And they, they have zero awareness. Any relationship, it takes two people to destroy it. Yeah. But all of them blame 100% on the guy. That yeah, no ownership. No ownership. No responsibility in it. Yeah, that they're amazing. That, that, that the, these women are only single 
and ready to mingle <laughs> because you know not nothing to do with them, but you know this guy ruined them and and you know it's like they they're with this with their friends because i i'm sure you know hanging out hey let me let me tell you once for the 200th time because you know you you attract the same energy so you know your friends are going to be divorced women angry ah yeah you know we we were all rock stars and it it's like let it go. Yeah. And, and, so the it, question it, is, Omar, what is what is that story you keep telling yourself? Oh, dude, I, I I had to. I finally had to come to Jesus moment. Yeah. You know, I it, it it took me until very recent. I would always run into the same emotionally unavailable women, mm-hmm. w- women that maybe if I do more, maybe if I friggin' cure cancer they can love me yeah and you're and it sounds like you're still hanging on to that so what is is the next step for you not not at all i i I finally i that it took me forever because before i'm like oh personal development and business development but god and the universe will give you the same experience over and over until you learn your lesson and and yeah no i realize you know the dysfunction I saw growing up, but that doesn't have to be my story. Okay. And yet, yet, yeah, I'm not lying. It, it took very recent. Yeah. Because I, I was going into the same thing. And that's why. Never ending process, bro. Have you ever yeah. done any energy work to help kind of work through the, the past traumas and the limiting beliefs and things like that? Oh, yeah. I, tr- dude, trust me. It hit me. It, I had to finally realize that that's why I said I, I take, you have to take ownership. You do hundred percent responsibility. Have you ever read the success principles by Jack? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the first one. There's 67 of them. And the very first one is take 100% responsibility for everything. And you'll find that the more of those people that you talk to that have divorces, that have challenges in business, that lost out on opportunities, most of them have never taken responsibility for it. It's absolutely no fault of their own. It's hundred percent on the other person, and they'll tell you all the reasons why. Oh, dude, you! I apologized because you have to hold yourself accountable. I, I apologized to Millie, my ex-wife, because I told her I, you know, I felt like I didn't realize I needed to love myself. Yeah, first, no one can love you, you know. That 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 comes from within. Happiness comes Good. from within. She did the personal business development. She understood, but then you know, everybody after didn't understand and felt like, oh well, he's an asshole. He's apologizing because I'm a rock star, and it was like, hey, it's not take a shot or whatever. But I, I apologize to you for not being whatever it is that you were looking for. Yeah, and you have to be accountable. Every every horrible decision, every misstep yeah it's a learning experience but you have to take accountability you know it wasn't because mercury retrograde it wasn't because of anything everything and a lot of it comes from the ego too you know and and i realized you know why most damage that we've ever done and yeah when you had butted that guy it came from a place yeah you had some beer you had some wine in you but yeah. that was the ego going balls out. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of our horrible decisions based off of emotional decisions are the ego. Yep. Yeah, that's something, you know, I don't I don't claim to be perfect at all. I'm still learning a ton of lessons in business as a as a father and a husband. But the the more that I've been able to let go of ego and operate in this cool, calm, regulated state with my wife, with my kids, with my, you know, my business associates, the more I've realized like what the contrast is from what was holding me back from being so emotional and so reactive and avoiding a lot of these confrontational and, and difficult conversations, because I knew that I didn't know how to react in those circumstances. I didn't know how to stay calm. Just thinking about one of those conversations, I would start to get a little, a little anxiety, and my my heart 
rate picks up and I start like I start trying to talk and it's all fluttery and and then I'm all self-conscious and I got you know it's taken so much time and reps and energy work and self-awareness to be able to get to a point where you can take 100% responsibility and you can walk into a very difficult type of, type of circumstance with a family member or one of your employees and be the calm person and a calm presence and be solution oriented and be 100% focused on you know a win-win situation and being able to come out with a, a solution and and a positive outcome it's a, it's an exciting part of developing in business and putting goals down for yourself that evolves over time because in the beginning it was just like you know I wanted money I wanted a truck and I wanted to provide a better family for my life but then over time it's become this thing where the bigger the goals get the more exciting because I know that if I if I truly am tapping into it and working in that direction and have the action to back it up to be able to reach those goals the version of myself that I become in the pursuit of these goals just keeps getting better and better and better that's that's what excites me. But you said it best. You had to dig deep because, man, when it comes to surface, I being vulnerable or having tough conversations with anybody, I was always like, let's just keep it surface because surface is always safe. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. It's easy. We can just shoot the shit, not have to get vulnerable, not have to talk about any emotions. That's... That's like the, uh, it reminds me of my dad was a firefighter for 27 years and these guys, amazing men. My dad's my hero. And a lot of his friends that I grew up around are just, they're heroes to me. They're, they have such an impact on my life, but these boys were just like the fraternity. They were surface level. They were talking about dirt bikes and cars and hunting and, and there was never any emotional connection. It was all surface level. And that's also a great experience that I learned from that. You know, I want to be, I want to be connected. I want to have empathy. I want to be present with people and I want to listen and ask questions and be curious and be able to be emotionally connected. And that's why I think that, you know, me and you connected like that. And the first, you know, we first started talking and there was a connection just because we could be real with each other. We're fucking men on this journey of life and we're dealing with some difficult shit and we're able to call each other out on it. And it created this instant connection between us. Well, Dude, you you wanted me to be vulnerable. You wanted to know why was I, a, you know, running into the same story with women, and I had no, you know, no, I had to be vulnerable. I had to be honest. I had to be open with that answer. With you know, oh yeah. But that takes work. Now, years ago, you know, we were doing a podcast that had just been like, you know, two dudes drinking beer or. Uh, uh, water and just shooting oh. the shit. Yep. And but you know that's why it. it I, I wasn't uncomfortable in that any way. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest. The the thing that people love to do though is they're all realtors in their own life. They all stage. That's why social media fucking rocks for so many people. We yep. can stage things. We can make it look like our lives are perfect. You know, that's why so many people, oh, I'm with my soulmate or I met my soulmate. But then like a month later, they're they're posting bullshit or they're posting that, you know, complex, <laughs> you know, co complex relationship now status or, or, or whatever, you know, and it's nope. like, but and, and that's why, you know, yeah, you, you and I, we're, we're real. And, you know, sometimes we say shit that people don't like to hear. Sometimes we don't have a filter. But I, I would rather have somebody tell me, hey, you look like shit or you're doing you're a fuck up. You're a mess. than somebody saying, oh, here, let me give you a hug. You're you're a rock star. Let, let so great. <laughs> right. But that that's that's the world we live in, man, is that people want people want to hear at all times that, you know, you're amazing. You're great. You're you know, your your wife so lucky to have you and, and this and that. Dude, call somebody out on their bullshit. And, and like, that's what I said, man. When I, I'm watching your videos on sales, it's like, man, it's everybody. Well, he's going to promote himself right now on, on his social media, Instagram. But your videos, I, I, 
they're honest. Yep. And it's like, th- this is what I like. I, and, and, you know, I've, I've posted, you know, I never post, Hey, you know, 30 days from now, you can be a rock star if you're fuck up. No, you can be aware and you can work your way. And like what you said, five years, a lot of people can't even wait for success for five minutes. Things that are amazing are going to time your relationship with your wife, with your kids. It's work. It's a process. People just want to show up. You know, people want to guys want to watch the fantasy foot play the fantasy football all season, watch all four or five football games, and then they're like, "Shit, why does my relationship suck?" I I, I don't I, I don't know. You tell me. You know, not taking responsibility, and some of it is just pure ignorance because that's the way they were raised, that's the way their parents were raised, and it is pure ignorance. For me, I'm always curious about the next level for myself. And I could have used that same excuse. You know, my parents had a terrible relationship. They were always at each other's throats. They finally got divorced and then they continued to be at each other's throats. And that could have been my normal. And I could have held grudges. And I still have these strange fucking feelings because of the way that I was raised and my the relationships I was around about trust and marriage and all these things that just these deep seated type of beliefs that you have from your upbringing. But then I was also curious about well, what, why am I feeling this? What is like, what are the possibilities for me in relationships and in business that are differed from the things that I've been conditioned to believe in my life? And you can make changes, but you got to be curious. You got to challenge your paradigms. You got to challenge everything. And I think that's what has brought us success in life is we've challenged literally everything and everyone that's ever been around us to get to this point in our lives. And to continue to make progress, we're always challenging our our thoughts, our businesses, our progress. I want to challenge everything and never, ever, ever get stagnant. And it's also getting past that comfort zone, being fine, being uncomfortable. I, you know, yep. I, I, I that that's pretty much it. You know, people don't like being called out. You called me out on my, uh, you know, why, why can't I fucking be in the same relationship? Well, I'm, I'm working on that now. I'm at ground zero, but you know, it, it, it took me realizing that, you know, what I perceive to be boring is really just functioning relationships. It's, it's not the, what we consider to be, you know, people don't understand that drama, toxicity, that, that's not passion, but people equate, you know, they, they watch the movies, they they read the the rom, they watch the rom- romantic comedies, uh-huh. and you know, boy meets girl, boy loses girl, and they're fighting, and it's it's amazing. That that's that's Hollywood. That's not reality, man. You you it, it you guys have you want to be with somebody that believes in you and that wants to build with you. You know, I, I, I remember being with somebody that only listened to, to one podcast because it, it was a surface podcast, but didn't believe me. It's like, but that was my fault for being with somebody that, that wasn't on the same level. Yeah. That, I, I, and the worst part was, it was a version of who I was before personal development, victim, anger, didn't believe in it, but that that's me. And and that's why that's, that was finally my rock bottom in that one. I'm like, it's time to fucking ship up or shape up, ship out. Cause I don't want to be in this bullshit over and over. You know, I want to be with somebody that wants, you know, let's work on things. Let's have conversations because yep. You know, everybody wants the surface level. Hey, honey, how how was your day? Oh, it was great. How was oh, it was great? Let's go out. Yep, that's not a relationship. If you can if you can get past that and put the work in to have an incredible relationship, it is the biggest blessing in my life. And I, I wouldn't have had anything that I have right now without that woman and that relationship and the energy that we give each other and the commitment and the, the extra shit that we're willing to do for each other. And if you haven't been able to tap into that, 
And if you're searching for it, it's, it's there. Like you got to hang around the right kind of people to have those examples in your life for it to start to become a reality. And if you're hanging around a bunch of people that are all divorced and they're all partying on the weekends and they've got questionable morals and ethics and they're doing a bunch of shady shit, the likelihood of you finding that person pretty small. <laughs> I hate that the truth, man. So you got to change your environment. Like there's just a couple of really simple principles for successful life in business and in marriage and relationships. And it's very, very simple. First of all, if you're in an environment that's not conducive for it, the likelihood of it happening is very small. Then you got to start changing your beliefs and the things that you feel like are possible for you and the things that you feel like you deserve. There's And there's hundreds and hundreds of books written about this. And I'm just spewing a little bit of what I've learned to be able to tap into for myself. But the, the value, the blessing of a powerful relationship, there's... There's no mystery why they say behind every strong man is a strong woman. Amen. Amen. Brother, I can, we could do a three, four, five hour episode, but you know, people are going to listen and they're going to be turned off after an hour because you know, they, they've got other things to do. Like they have to watch the new season of you. You better come back and listen to the rest of this one. (laughs) exactly i want you promote 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 because that's what podcast is all about yes i want people one to tap into your social media because you say how it is you're a realist you don't fucking lie to people you don't sugarcoat and clearly the book because i know you you always over promise and over deliver and I know this book is going to do just that. This book's going to change some lives. I just did the acknowledgments today and just putting into words all the the people that I'm grateful for that have helped me through the process, my wife, my kids, my mom, my dad, my ghostwriter, the lady that helped me with the cover, my best friend since I was a kid, uh my some of my mentors. I was in tears. And I literally think that those last three pages may be the best pages in that whole book after spending an entire three years working on this book. But this is going to be one of those books that change people's lives. It's called All In, Get Unstuck, Accelerate, and Go Further Faster. All the principles that I've used over the past five years to help me go from being a shit show and a drunk and almost throwing my whole life away to being able to accomplish absolutely incredible, unbelievable things in my life. And I'm just barely scratching the surface. And I want other people to be able to tap into that and to be able to realize that there's a couple things that you need to change your belief, your mindset, your circumstances. Sometimes you have to take some extreme measures to make it happen, but it is possible. And it's going to be out here in the next couple of months. So if you're listening to this in May or June, of 2023. It's going to be on Amazon. It's going to be a bestseller. All in, get unstuck, accelerate, go further, faster. You can also find me on Instagram, Jefferson K. Rogers. Dude, most people have to wait four, five, six months. I'm going to speed. Dude, I love you. If you listen to this in June, this thing's going to be download. This is going to be viral. This is going to be out out way sooner than that man well i'm hoping that people are still listening to this and in may i hope so too but dude come on now you don't think i'm gonna promote on social media when your book comes out i'll even do a video hey with with, with the cover with the book i appreciate that it's gonna be a good one i know it's gonna be a good book dude i'll I'll probably like can we do a facebook live to promote Yeah, well, I'm going to be doing a lot of that. I'm working with a great company that's helping me get the whole marketing strategy together and get an incredible book launch and become a bestseller. And it's, uh, you know, it ain't no pamphlet book. It's going to be a couple hundred pages and a lot of thought, a lot of intention behind it to be able to change people's lives. Good. He didn't tell you, but social media stalk them. It's Jefferson K. Rogers, Instagram, does amazing reels. Thought-provoking content that these little nuggets will push you towards 
being a rock star, towards being the best version of who you were always meant to be. That's the way I'm going to end that. Do you have any final words for anybody sitting on their ass, anybody in the valley, anybody that that keeps on doing a vice that controls them? You've got an opportunity in this life, in this very short life of ours, to be able to make an impact. And it's your choice whether you make a small impact or a big impact. Me and Omar over here, we're going to make a fucking big impact. Keep doing great things, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, I love you. I love Chantel. Chantel. I'll tell her. And I'm sorry I missed you guys in Vegas, but great minds think alike. I'm going to see you in person sooner than later. And you know what? I know that book is going to motivate, inspire, and get people off their ass. I love you. Have an outstanding weekend. Love you, brother. Thank you again. For sure. Thanks. Bye-bye. Trapped inside that prison door for a long time To make it happen, you gotta take action Just imagine what if it did work